We are about a month out from Abu Dhabi. And, and I thought it. that the worst was behind me. The worst may still be in front of me. Yeah. Um, we're here today, and I hate talking about it, but it, it's, I mean, it's big news, right? It's really big news. I really thought the worst was behind me, man. Yeah, so if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about how Lewis Hamilton, his future is still undecided based on the FIA investigation. And we thought that this was already cleared up. Like, we, we did not expect to be talking about this. We thought that the Silver Arrows would be housing George Russell and Lewis Hamilton next year. But Yeah, I mean, Toto came out, said they're going to hold the FIA accountable. And I knew the FIA had launched this investigation into the FIA. But I didn't realize that Lewis Hamilton's decision was based on what they would determine, the you know, what the outcome was. Yeah, and I mean, so where do we start? Because there's so many different ways we can look at this. Do we start with Lewis's Hamilton's thoughts or just ba- basically, do you want to give a little, do we, well, should we give an introduction? I think, I think the best place to start with is no one can deny that there is a rule book and there was a human who made a decision that did not follow the rule. Yeah. Michael Massey decided to play God. So one person react and listen, there may have been other people in the room who could have influenced him, but ultimately he is the person responsible. The buck stops with him. He made a decision that has put the entire sports integrity at question. Yeah, and Lewis is such a big part of sports, and we'll talk about what it means if Lewis retires and all that stuff after. But um, I guess I'll start by saying Michael Massey is no longer the head of single-seater racing. It's in the FIA, like, their little uh, organizational chart. It's no longer Michael Massey and uh, what's his, what's that other guy's name? Thomas or whatever, Nicholas uh, Tomasovic or whatever his name is. <laughs> they are no longer in charge of single-seaters of F1. So, uh, sorry, FIA. So it, there's obviously some stuff happening. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, it, it was a big shock to us in the office today. Cause I was talking to you about it and you're like, well, it's all speculation. I'm like, no, it's not bro. Like this is real. Like this because is- Lewis has been silent, but now there's just, there's so many confirmed reports that Lewis is waiting for the outcome of this investigation to determine his future. And it's reported that a lot of Mercedes contingency on what they want to see done is Michael Massey is no longer in charge. There's a lot that says that Lewis will either take a sabbatical or retire if, if nothing happens to Massey. Yeah, and I mean, do you blame the guy? Like, I mean, I don't blame him. We talked about this on an earlier pod. Michael Massey's wrong. People make mistakes. No one can go back in time. It's he said, she said. But the craziest thing is his decision can now cause a, such a huge ripple effect for this sport. Like, if Lewis leaves F1, that's a blow. People say anyone's replaceable. That's that's just garbage. I, I think Lewis Hamilton is re- replaceable, obviously, but it would take you, like, 20 years to replace him, so you'd be 20 years behind. Like, no, I, I don't want to say nobody's replaceable, but the, the sport would miss him. And this is the way I look at it. Who would you miss? You sack Michael Massey or, you, or Lewis Hamilton? Of retires? course, you sack Massey. And the thing is, um, with Lewis, is some people are like, well, oh, there's no way Lewis is going to quit. Well, what does Lewis have to prove? In theory, well, he wait, had number wait, eight. Wait, wait, wait. 
he doesn't have anything to prove. That, that, that I think that's where you're wrong. Yeah, Lewis well, has nothing to prove. That's what I'm. That's but he what has I'm nothing saying. to gain from retiring. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to the point I was trying to make is Lewis has nothing to lose. So if he wants to walk away and he's content with himself, he can I agree. Walk away. Lewis can walk away and and no one cares. Like I mean, he's not, not, not no care. one cares. He's not going to care. But like number eight, bro. Like I'm sure everybody. And wants that's to get why I think. With him, I think if all, this was number nine and he was number eight, he would have walked away. Already. Oh, for sure. And I think you know, based on Lewis's kind of his persona of like peace, love, and happiness, and he's a very spiritual individual. In his mind, he's probably like, I can be okay leaving the sport. Yeah, and Toto said he's a man with very clear values. And I think the one thing that was constant in Lewis's life is no matter what somebody said to you outside, within those lines, there are rules. That's where I can show I'm better than you. That is where everything makes yeah, when, sense. When you think about all the adversity, whether it's, you know, off the track, like whether it's racial and all the things that he's faced, he always knew that in the racing lines, there was... Things don't change there. Yeah. Things make sense there. Whether you're black or white, there's a winner, there's a loser. Yeah, and those lines were very, very blurred in Abu Dhabi. I mean, it's not even blurred. They were broken. They're broken, which are blurred. There are no real like, lines, right? And that is the crazy thing. And it's like, the more and more this unravels, the more and more I f actually feel, maybe not sorry is the word, but it sucks because it it takes away from Max's championship and it wasn't Max's fault that Michael Massey played God. Yeah, and you know what? Mercedes decided to pull out because they didn't want to damage the FIA's reputation too much on litigation, but... This is kind of damaging and their if, reputation if already the, as it is. You know, there's a new FIA president, and he said he's reached out to Hamilton, and it's like, what they, like, they need to do something so drastic and so tangible in order for Lewis to actually it's say, okay, really I'm going to give a second chance to the FIA. It's not really that drastic. You fire Michael Massey and the, the other guy. Yeah, but maybe, think about the other sports, right? You've got multiple referees, multiple umpires, not one person that has autonomy. Yeah, but I maybe mean, there's. I think I think three that people I think that, that's give. I think that's a given. I think the FIA is going to put that in place where there's multiple people that make a decision. It'll be a, a it'll be kind of a, a panel. Probably three people, and it has to be two to one. Um, I mean, like think about basketball, soccer. Like I think there's three refs. Yeah, but that's a little different, right? They have stewards, which are referees, but the race director supersedes all of that in some decisions, right? I'm assuming stewards I mean, issue the, out penalties. Uh, yeah, I mean the race director is essentially he doesn't issue out penalties though. Stewards are referees. He kind of is like he's he conducts the whole race. So they would just I think there'd be three race directors. I think that's what you have to do because in this situation, one decision impacted everything. But I I think even if they only had one race director and they can Michael Massey and I think Lewis would come back. Like I, I don't I think for Lewis, he needs to see the people that hold away this championship, that robbed them of this championship. Need to uh, need to can't be an F, uh, F1 anymore. Sorry, Formula One, uh, FIA, not Formula One. If you go back and watch the race, and I know it's a huge if. Let's be real. You haven't gone back and watched the race. It hurts too much. <laughs> it's a huge if, but Lewis had the championship one. Max was not coming. Well, back. Max, did, you read what Max said. Max admitted it. he was never going to catch him. If it wasn't he never for going to catch him. So when people wonder why Lewis is so bitter and upset. How can you not blame him? Yeah, I don't blame him at all. There's no People way. People are quick to hate on the other side. I've seen the Twitter comments. And I was like, come on, man. There was no way Max was going through, what, five cars and 12 seconds? 
in five in six laps. No, it was five laps, right? Because it happened on lap 53, and there was 58 laps. Yeah. In five laps, there's no way Max is going through five safety cars. I mean, sorry, five cars. He's passing five back markers and making up 12 seconds. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's just not happening. It's not happening. With whatever, four, five, six laps left. It's not happening. There's no way you're making up those cars and 12 seconds of the difference. But so let's move on from the actual race. Let's talk about the implications. What does this, what happens to F1 if Lewis Hamilton retires? What does this do to the sport? The immediate impact and the future impact. Well, think, okay, so the absolute immediate impact is the sponsorship dollars. Do they lose sponsorship dollars, really? Man. I don't Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, JWC, no, but, but, but that's Mercedes. Chris Carl, so I'm Merce- talking about to Formula One as a yeah, whole. Yeah, but then maybe Mercedes goes, forget it, we're pulling out of F1. Why would Mercedes pull out? They make so much money. It's the biggest advertising ploy. Um, did a Mercedes, does Mercedes lose money? No, they just lose Lewis Hamilton. No, but I'm saying, don't they, with all the money they make and spend, don't they still lose money every year? They lose like $5 yeah. million for the best yeah, market. So it's not like they're year. making money, but it's like, now but just think if you lose all the money that Lewis brings. But those guys are locked in for deals, so maybe next year. But okay, like, sure. Okay, so there's... But, but there I, is, I would hate to say that Mercedes hinges around Lewis Hamilton. We're not going to come out and say that. Yeah, so immediately there is financial loss. Okay, no, maybe next year. Tom Hilfiger's still locked in okay. right now. Um, yeah, but er, contract now, suddenly Lewis Hamilton leaves. Like, things can be blurred there a little bit. Okay, so if we don't take that, what does it do for the sport? The sport has come so far from an advocacy standpoint with Lewis Hamilton, from a diversity standpoint. Like, I feel like that you pretty much kill F1 from that now. Anyone of color probably doesn't even want to ever be a part of F1. Mm-hmm. So it's like that part of it. The entertainment part of it, the the fans, I mean, I just don't know. It, it's just going to be really difficult to watch F1 without Lewis. And is Max Verstappen like a seven-time champion if Lewis Hamilton retires now? <laughs> like, does he just reel off like six in a row because realistically he's the best driver on the grid now? Yeah, Um <laughs> I guess Max would win a few more titles. I think Max would win a couple, a lot more titles. Um, unless George Russell and Landon Norris have something to say. I think the biggest thing that I think would happen with F1 is it would tarnish its name even more. Yeah, because let's be real. F1 doesn't have a perfect name. No, it's not even that. Think about this, right? And you're right on that point, but your greatest racer of the modern era, of Schumacher's in a different era, right? Of the modern era, since Liberty took over, since it's made its insertion since America. Probably the most relatable driver in America because, you know, he's he's diverse, right? He leaves because the FIA has controversy and it's tarnished. And he says even he's not willing to be a part of F1. What does that do to the sport? It is such a blow. It's such a bad look. for It's so bad. But people said this right after the race. Uh, Like a lot of F1 legitimate, not F1 casuals, like real F1 fans, F1 insiders... They said, and this was right after the race, they Back said the that sport. with all of the uh, spotlight on the sport the right influx now. influx of new fans. Influx of new fans. This is the last thing that you want to happen because it, the audience is going to be, well, what is this? Yeah, and I agree, but, but even more so than that, it's like when it happened, it's like, okay, it's bad for the sport. But nobody thought Lewis Hamilton could reti- was going to retire. Nobody thought if Lewis he, Hamilton would retire. If, if he retires, bro, you, this is the way I look at it. 
he's not even willing to stick through the changes. And that means that the FIA is working with Mercedes to make sure that the right actions are taken, right? That, that's very documented that the FIA will work with Mercedes to make sure that this never happens again. So if they're working with Mercedes and they don't even come to a mutual agreement on what needs to happen, that Lewis Hamilton walks away, it just shows you the FIA doesn't care what happened. Yeah. It's just worse for the sport. And, and I mean, Lewis, so when Toto, for, uh, right before the awards ceremony, like Toto said that Lewis had asked the team to not take it to court because, one, he didn't... He didn't want to win a championship in court. Exactly. So that right there was a big move because you just, it starts to paint the picture like, okay, so that happens. Lewis and Toto and Mercedes say that we are going to hold the FIA accountable. They're going to launch their investigation and that's what we're going to do on our end. So at that point in time, it was like, okay, well, they're not going to challenge the championship, but they're going to challenge the integrity of the sport. But then Lewis is still quiet throughout everything. He gets knighted, no comment. It continues on, and now we're at the point where, you know, people are like, the FIA is not taking this as serious as they should. Well, they said the latest they'll give a judgment date on the investigation is February 3rd. They don't realize the implications that can come if Lewis does retire. Yeah, so I think that um, they, they, they need to make a decision sooner than later because they even said in a bunch of articles like, the longer they let this drag out, the sour, the more sour it gets towards Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. Like, just FIA, just do what you need to do. Make things right with the eight-time, well, eight consecutive constructors championship and arguably the greatest driver of all time. Just make it right with them and let's move on with the year. Like, I'm sick of talking about it. Like, I need to talk about it because if Lewis retired, it wouldn't hurt me that much because, you know, I'm George Russell all the way, but... Like, it's just bad for the sport, man. It's bad for the sport. And nothing, and it's just frustrating when, if you are anywhere right now and you just Google Formula One, the only thing you see is Lewis Hamilton retirement. It's like, that's, it, it's muddying the sport. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, yeah. You're not even Googling Lewis Hamilton. You're Googling Formula One, and this is all that is being talked about. Yeah, right it's now. just bad. It's really bad for the sport. Um, so let's move but on. What, but what do you think F1? Because this is where it's weird. It's like F1 and FIA, two different companies. But they have, they have mutually, they have mutual agendas. Think about this though. Both organizations have a PR department. And they both have mutual benefiting uh, objectives or think about motives. The PR strategist in both of those organizations right now, it's a shitstorm. It is a shitstorm. But they're what do do? obviously trying to. Bury this. If F, I think it would hurt F one more than it hurts the FIA. Of course, because F one is the the public facing brand. Yeah, but like the all, FIA is all just race, like all race heads know what the FIA is. But like for your casual fans, they're just like Formula One is dumb. It's whack. They robbed Lewis Hamilton. Like to me, looking inside out, if I was a casual, I'd be like, yo, this is just racially motivated. Lewis Hamilton said on the radio, man, this feels manipulated. In the moment, those are the words he so said. I want to make it very clear that I don't know if Michael Massey intent. I don't want to say he intentionally wanted Lewis Hamilton to win, but he manipulated it for entertainment more than a sport, and that's our that's the issue. That's what I remember always from the races. Lewis Hamilton after he got out of his car, congratulated Max and all that, but on radio before they crossed the checker flag, 
He said, this feels manipulated. Yeah, I don't want to say that the FIA wanted to hand my, uh, Max Verstappen the championship. It's nothing to do with that. They want to bring the most entertaining race. That, that was their motive, which was a very stupid motive. And the thing is, we've discussed this. If that's what they wanted to do, they should have done it the right way. Red flag it. Red flag it, four laps to go. But fresh to tires. do what they did is almost like having someone on the edge of the plank and saying, like, yeah, you still have a chance, but we're going to kick you off. <laughs> that's what that's basically what they did. They put every advantage in their in their situation. I mean, let's talk about it. How epic would it have been? And we won't talk about result. How epic would it have been if it was red flagged and it was four laps to go to the side of the 2021 F1 championship? It would have been entertaining. It would have been fair. I, th- I think that would have been the best outcome, though. Like, in, and if you think about it, everybody would be like, we would still be talking about the four laps. Lewis Warner, Max Verstappen pulled off this crazy move. We'd still be talking about it. it and I hate it more shows- too. But, like, even, even when you think about this, bro, like, I- I'll let you get to your point. Carl Sainz finished third, right? So if Max ran Lewis wide on one play... And kept him on the outside. How do you know Carlos Sainz wouldn't have pulled on the inside and forced Max to go wide and Lewis could have cut back and passed him? Like, that is the most ridiculous thing because third place and fourth place didn't have a chance to affect the outcome, which would have affected the outcome in general. It became, it's not even a two-person race. It became a one-person race. No, it became a two-person race with one person on three wheels. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the craziest thing. It just also should show people, like, the advantage of, Someone on brand new softs and someone on hards. 40, 40 age lapped hards, yeah. It's like, there's, you are, I don't know who said on the broadcast, but Lewis was a sitting duck. He is a sitting duck. So let's move on to like actual theories if he retires. Who's replacing him for you and Mercedes? <laughs> That's so hard to even think about and talk about, bro. Okay, so I, I, here's some possible candidates I'll give you. They could work something out with Alpha Romeo and bring back Valtteri. They could bring in Esteban Ocon. Okay, keep going. They could pay Honda Bag, uh, sorry, Alpha Tori and bring Pierre Gasly over. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's been talked about already. They could bring in Nick DeVries. And they could bring in Colton Herta from Indy. I think that... Uh, or, like I was saying in office, my boy, Nico Hulkenberg. Wow. So. I think, uh, honestly, if Lewis retires... They double down, go young, George and Nick DeVries. Okay, that's fair. I think that's the most likely outcome. Which one would you want, though? I want George and Nick. You wouldn't want him to pick up Pierre Gasly instead of Nick DeVries? I can can imagine a Pierre and George outing together. That'd be beautiful. Imagine Pierre turns into this incredible, like, championship driver. (laughs) Yeah, like, so, okay, Nick DeVries and George, we both agree. I just think that's the most logical. I I. Know that George and Pierre, Pierre was not treated respectfully and equally at Red Bull. He struggled in the car. It, I don't think it was his fault. However, the best drivers find a way. Yeah, but there's something. I don't think Pierre Gasly. There's something to be is said. A championship driver. But there's something to be said being in a toxic environment. And t- supposedly it was toxic for him. Very toxic. And so you it's know like how we feel about helmet. Uh, so, but like, think about it. If you're with Mr. Helmet. If you're with Mr. Toto Wolf, he breeds. This winning environment. Like, this Pierre Gasly rise to think, the ashes. I think Pierre, if I'm looking at champions and I look at Pierre, I think Pierre has more Valtteri vibes. Okay. I th- Pierre, good driver. I think he could be a great driver. 
He's just not a championship driver. It's not what I get. I think that Pierre would need a... He has that Valtteri effect of, like, he needs to be kind of coddled and pushed. Or do you... Okay. That's fair. Um, if you're Mercedes, do you pay a bag to get Lando Norris? He'll like, do you... No, but I'm, but I'm saying, like, like, seriously, do you kind of... Maybe you pay McLaren $10 million to buy out Lando's contract to get Lando Norris over. I don't. I just don't think it's a, at all a realistic situation. I'm not saying if it's realistic. I'm saying, do, like, if you're Mercedes, do you do everything possible to bring over Lando Norris and have George Russell as a team? That's what I'm asking you. Realistic or not? Has Lando ever had ties to Mercedes? Mm, I'm not sure, but... I don't think so, bro. You don't... You, no. Would you? I wouldn't. You wouldn't bring over Lando Norris and George Russell as your future? I no. could, okay, so okay, so who's would you want Max? Who's the best person for the seat that you would want to have in there? I mean, obviously, if it was Max and George, no, like, would you want Max? I wouldn't want Max, but if we're saying the best driver, okay, who's the best driver you'd want? Who's a, like to carry your, your Mercedes legacy on? Do you think George is the best guy moving forward? Are you believing in George like that, or is there a guy that on the grid right now that you'd want in that seat? Uh, there's no one on the grid that I would want with George. So you, that's why you're better. I with would Nick want DeVries. to go all in on George as the number one driver and, and have bring Nick, in DeVries. Nick DeVries. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I guess that's I should ask you that from the beginning, but that's what I was trying to get. At. I was like, do you actually want if Lewis goes, you go all in on George? Yeah, I'm I'm all for Lando and George team. It sounds nice, but I just like it. It, it doesn't sound nice. Nice. It looks nice too. We saw what Lando Norris can do when he's in a competitive car. Yeah. We saw what Lando did this year, but. Um, last hypothetical, Mick and George. Would you gamble on that before Nick DeVries? Because if I'm going youth, I'd rather pick a Mick Schumacher. Yeah. It's just that I, I never thought of that just because I think of Ferrari so Bro, much. If Mercedes goes, here's $5 million to release Mick from his contract, Haas is yeah. jumping at the mo. But do you think Mick would want to race for, for, uh, for Mercedes? His dad raced for Mercedes. Why not? Yeah. Yo, that would be cool. No, but that's what I'm saying to you. So, are you with it? I'm with that. You're with the. I'm with that. So, are you with a Nick DeVries and George Russell, or would nah, you prefer a Mick and I'd, George I'd Russell? I take Mick before Nick DeVries. Okay, class one. This is quick. Yes or no? Yuki and George are your hell help? no. <laughs> We're not on the Yuki train at all. No, We're not on bro. the Yuki train. Okay. So, I guess the only other driver you'd want on beside him, George, but it'd still be youth move, movement, would be Mick. Yeah, I want a youth movement. I'm either going with Mick or I'm taking Nick DeVries if Mick's unavailable. And how do you feel about Esteban Ocon? Because he's been linked to the seat very heavily. If like Esteban doesn't exude greatness to me, and I and I think when I think Mercedes, I want greatness. I can see greatness in George. I can see greatness in Mick. I could see um, the gamble in someone like Nick because he's not proven or anything. But he's won Ocon, at every level. Let's not mistake that. So for all our listeners that don't know who Nick DeVries is, he's won the F a Formula E championship and he's won the F two championship. Yeah, that's so he's why. Won, yeah. Whereas, you know, like, let's be real. Espan Ocon ain't ever winning a championship. Hey, let's not say that he might, but I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Like, you want to just, yeah, you look at odds, not that favorable for Espan. Yeah, it's probably not. I'm, I'm a Mick Schumacher fan, though. I'm all for it. Yeah, like, Mick is on Haas, but you're like, Mick has the makings of potentially winning. You can see talent out of Mick. I'm not going to say he's going to be world champion, but I, I believe in Mick. Yeah. Here, here's the last one throw to you. We didn't think about this. What about a Fernando Alonso? No, bro. You don't think Fernando Alonso would bring a lot to the team and a lot to... I, don't, I just... 
I'm so doubling down on the youth movement that no, I don't I'm not want saying double movement. Fernando. Do you think Fernando would be a good addition for George and everything? I don't think, do you think so. He'd be, he wouldn't be a good addition. Okay, cool. So we got that out the way. Possible replacements. Um, what do you think George Russell is going through all through all this? That he might have a different teammate. His team's fighting. Bro, it like- sucks. It sucks. George gets uh, last year. He's in the Mercedes as secure. He probably should have been in the car. He gets promoted. Like he's waiting all year to get finally get out of the Williams. And now it's like you're going to Mercedes, but all people are talking about is is your teammate going to be around? Like. It just sucks for him. His I, onboarding is kind of like I honestly think too. Like he, uh, he's looking forward to driving with Lewis. Like he, I, he sees he sees it. Lewis yeah. as the goat. Like to him, Lewis is the greatest of all time. So from him, for him, it's an honor to race beside yeah. Lewis. This whole thing distracts from his onboarding. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really sad for George. Valtteri Bottas said that we'll touch on this quickly because it is a Lewis episode. We are talking heavily Lewis. The one thing that he sees in Lewis every year, which makes him very special, is he learns every single year, which is a cool compliment. Listen, Valtteri, as much as we've thrown a lot of... It's not even shade, it's just the reality of Valtteri. Yeah, I'm not throwing shade at Valtteri. That's, um, that's, those are facts. The thing with Valtteri is, he, he, to me, would be like the person, if he was treated poorly, he would now come out and be like, it was toxic as hell. For Valtteri to say that shows you that Lewis is an incredible teammate. Yeah, I think the biggest thing... The I fact that he, Lewis is still learning... And when he's in year 14. Nuts. I think he finally learned the biggest lesson of all this year. The FIA is corrupt. The FIA is corrupt. <laughs> he learned the biggest lesson Listen, this year. It, um, if you go back, and I'm not ta- just talking FIA, you just look at the sport, you just got to Google Mr. Bernie Ecclestone. Mr. Bernie Ecclestone is fucked. And um, yo, Bernie... Is also a large part why the sport is what it is today and how how successful it is. Bernie it was the brains behind the growth, but he was also there's a lot of conspiracies. There is a lot um, and people being paid under the table to fix races and yeah, all sorts. It's Bernie Eccleston's an interesting being. We will have to do Bernie Eccleston. Yo, Bernie, because at the end of the day, like he is the brains behind the success of F1. Yes, he he's also the brains behind But he's behind corrupt the, the, as hell, Yeah, bro. he's also brains behind all the controversy and turmoil. So, it's, so a little, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, the best thing that happened was him exiting when he did. Yeah, which was great because now Liberty Media is kind of taking it to a new spot. Um, do you have anything you want to cover that well, we didn't hit? on the Liberty piece, this really messes with your investment. It does, for sure. <laughs> if for you sure. were Liberty, you were like, but like think this about Michael it, Massey dude is messing with our investment. But, but I will say this at the same time. How much press has it got, Liberty? Yeah, I mean, they always say good, bad, bad, bad press, press is, is better than no press. Yeah, like, so think about like, although it's bad for Formula One in terms of the integrity of the sport, it was an entertaining year. And people have, like ESPN's talked about it more than ever. A lot of these outlets have talked about Formula One more than ever. So... It's bad if Lewis retires in the short term, but I think long term, Liberty's still winning. Yeah, I know. I, I would, it, you know, like it's just fascinating to think like what some of those strategy calls are looking like right now. Is are there three way calls? FIA, F one, Liberty. Like everyone's in the room. Everyone's on a Zoom call. Oh, bro, they're in that those conference rooms just trying to kill each other, bro. And you know the the people at Liberty are probably just like figure it out, like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Bury this and figure it out. Yeah. 
Michael Massey's been silent, obviously. What do you think's going through his head? Bro, Michael Massey is probably on suicide watch, bro. Okay, let's not say that. That's a little rude. But the thing is, he's human. Like, he's. Got I'm sure no one in the moment makes a decision to knowing that this is what's going to happen. No, but I'm saying to you, do you think he's just like, okay, I'll quit. He's probably stressed out, man. You think he's going to quit? I think Michael Massey is probably stressed, tired, fatigued. He obviously loves motorsport. If you look at his journey and how he climbed the ranks, you got like he's got a great story. So this is what he loves. Like I, I don't think he wants to retire. He probably just feels shitty about it. Yeah, he, he, you think he's reached out to Lewis Hamilton? I'm sure he has. Yeah, and you know what? For Michael Massey, like the problem is, regardless what happens, if he gets fired, he's losing something that he loves in his life. But he should. Okay, but if he gets demoted or whatever, like. He'll. I don't think he'll ever be able to return to the, but the he pinnacle of race director. You robbed Lewis of his pinnacle. Yeah. You robbed Lewis of his love of the so sport. So I think. I think with Michael is he may have to find another vertical I, in the sport. I don't want him to lose any money. Like he's a grown man with a family. I don't want him to lose any monetary. But you should lose something because you took so much away from so everybody as well. Yeah, and I think he will. And the problem is, whatever where he ends up in the sports history, like maybe he's maybe he's like on the broadcast side or wherever he may end up, like it's always going to have this like kind of like dark cloud over. You should like, put him in charge of player relations and make him mend all the relationships <laughs> with all the, yeah, with all the, so all the drivers. I think regardless, there's really, it's, it's, just a, it's a lose, lose. It, for doesn't, look, it doesn't look good for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Lewis, Lewis lost a championship and he lost, he became disillusioned with the sport. But at the end of the day, Lewis walks away and he's fine. Like, he can walk away and probably yeah, be okay Luka, with it. Michael Luka Massey can't walk away with peace in his mind, I don't think. Yeah, it's tough. In, in that regard, you got to feel for the guy because... I don't feel for bad, him. bad, decision. I don't feel for him. You, you, live in the, you, you sleep in the bed you make it. You, what, what's the saying? Yeah, you, live mean, in the, you sleep in the bed you make. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him because you know what? He came on and said, it's called car racing. Oh and that God. was an arrogant comment. If he came out and said, Toto is a tough decision. This is he made, made such an arrogant comment. Yeah. Oh. So you know what? He says, we're out here car racing. So live with that. And keep that same energy, Michael Massey. Exactly. If he came out and said, hey, Toto, it was a tough decision. I want to make what was the best, best for the racing decision. I would have feel, I would feel for him. You know what I'm saying? Bro, he but he came, came out with so arrogant. And no, no, let's keep, let's call it what it is. He came up with big dick energy with Toto Wolf. So came let's keep out that with keep, the big energy. So keep up, keep up with that big dick energy. I don't feel bad for you as a human. I do, but in terms of your race crew, Toto, I, it's called car racing. Yeah. So <laughs> as a human, from the human aspect, yes. But in terms of what happens to his race career, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what happens to his race career. His 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 involvement in motorsport. As a human, I feel for him though. I'll put, I will clarify that. So I'll take you to this. This is my last thoughts. I'll take this to you, and then you can go wherever you want to go, or we can wrap up. Alan Prost said, Lewis Hamilton has as many reasons to stop as to continue. What do you make of those comments? What are those reasons he has to continue? What are those reasons he has to stop? Well, it's such an Alan Prost thing to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we said it. He can walk away, and he can feel fine about himself. But at the same point, number eight is really nice. Yeah, he can walk away from number eight or he can walk and try to fight for number eight. Yeah, so for the position that this is in right now, Lewis has control of it. He's created this position so that he has control of it. And ultimately, Lewis will be happy 
with whichever decision he makes. I agree with you. But let me ask you this, right? And I'm not Lewis Hamilton. I can't experience the pain he's going through right now because I think I'd be butthurt, for better terms or not, if this happened to me. Don't you think for Lewis Hamilton, coming back and winning a championship would just write his story better in terms of not... I mean, obviously... Not his racing story. His still I rise. I always overcome the odds. I always come back and I always come back stronger. And you can't hold me down. Like, for Lewis Hamilton... And by no means am I saying he needs to come and do that. Because Lewis has nothing to prove to me or anybody in the world. He is the greatest, if not the second greatest in the world. We can debate it on another podcast. But doesn't it only make sense for Lewis to come back? Because that is what he has literally stood for his whole career. It makes for the perfect story. Lewis comes back. the story Defies all the odds. No, it writes his name in history and everything that he is about and his purpose that's why I'm worried. this is saying, his like, purpose this is it's so lewis for him to come back now even if he doesn't win this is his like this is his, this purpose. his whole life's mantra is is i always come back till i rise like yeah he comes back wins a sails off into the sunset even if he doesn't win bro i'm saying it doesn't matter if he wins bro I mean, it, it matters. I mean, no, I'm talking about for his purpose. His he story. He comes back. Sure, his, the narratives, the storylines. Sure, but I'm talking about the purpose of Lewis Hamilton, I feel like in his F1, his career today, is to be an advocate for racism, diversity, and push the bar That's forward. why I just can't see him quitting, man. I can't see him quitting either, but we would be fools if we didn't he's come putting, on here and talk about And you know what? He's putting pressure on, and so he should be, but he ain't retiring. Don't say that because you you might end up regretting that, and I'm gonna make a reel out of it. Because it's still I rise, bro. Yeah, and if he does retire, I'm making a reel with you with the little frog face crying <laughs> because you you're gonna come into the office and just be miserable for like a week if Lewis Hamilton yeah. retires. Uh, yeah. Any last thoughts from you? That was my last thing. Lewis, still I rise, revenge tour. Kurt wants number eight. I want number eight, bro, and we all know number eight's a good number, so let's get her done. Yeah, just quick note. If he wins number eight, he's for sure retiring next year. For sure he's you're, retiring. You're going to be so sad when he retires next year. Yo, but at least I know he retired with eight. And then it's like, okay. That he's the greatest awesome. racer of all time. Now let's look at who is going to write the next chapter of history. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're going to have to go these roller coasters of emotions throughout the offseason and be like, is Lewis coming back? <laughs> I felt all those emotions with... Five laps to go thinking that it was number eight. Yeah, but I'm talking about you're going to have to revisit these emotions of him yeah. retiring. That's not fun. Like, do you remember Do you remember when Kobe said he was going to retire? You you were probably like, damn, Kobe's retiring. Yeah, you have to deal he, with those. But he did it in Kobe fashion, which made it so amazing. Yeah, I hear you, but you have to deal with those emotions. You have to deal with those emotions one offseason early because of our best friend, Mr. Michael Massey. Damn, it's Michael called Man. car racing, Toto Wolf. <laughs> I cannot stand them. And then you got the, no, Mikey, no. And now there's freaking pillows being made about it. <laughs> All right. Y'all, make sure you guys tune in to every single podcast. We drop twice a week. Um, we'll come on in here and probably do a Ferrari pod next week in McLaren. Yeah, we want to do a Ferrari McLaren pod. You know, we're, we're getting, we're getting through January. Yeah, we're getting through January. I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about Haas or... Williams or anything anymore. I know I do know we'll probably talk about who are the teams we'll talk. We'll talk about William. Sorry, we'll talk about Ferrari. We'll talk about McLaren. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk do a little about mo- Alpine. Yeah, well, Alpine has like they're that fringe team. We'll like, probably cut it off at. We'll cut it off at seven. We'll do up to Aston Martin. That's what we'll, we'll probably do. Yeah, because you know naturally we've talked a lot about Haas and and Williams, and you know we've kind of done a whole Alpha Romeo piece with having Joe on the show and talking about Valtteri. So yeah, so yeah, we'll 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 hit you with uh, Aston Martin pod. You know the Aston Martin pod is gonna oh, be the spicy. Aston Martin pod is gonna be fire for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be spicy because you know how I feel about Lawrence uh, Strolovic and yeah, Strolovic. Yeah, uh, by the way, what like for anybody that doesn't know, Lance Stroll's real name is Lance Strolovic. Why don't you just so roll weird. with your original name? Yeah, like where did you, like, like what's what's up with that? Honestly, that's confusing, bro. Yeah, so it's S- I'm not with it. It's S T R U L O V I C H. If anybody's wondering what, what the hell we're talking about, yeah, just Google it. Yeah, Lance Stroll is not really Lance Stroll. It's Lance Strolovich. Yo, they got they got aliases here, bro. Yeah, I'm not with it. Shout out to Lance Stroll's sister. She got engaged. Not a Lance Stroll hater personally, just as a driver. I am a Lawrence Stroll hater though. Lawrence Stroll as a person is a bull. He come, he comes in so arrogant and cocky. But we'll say that for the Aston Martin pod. We're signing out. My last words are. Lewis, please don't retire. F1 needs you. We still need you. Kurt, take us home. Yo, just show us love on the pod. Hit us up with a review. Send us a tweet, a DM. We want to shout out all the listeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to UK. Yorkshire is listening to us today. Yo, the, yo my fam in Yorkshire. Yeah, I don't, is it Yorkshire? It could be Yorkshire. I don't know. Uh, whatever it we're is. Gonna butcher, <laughs> yeah, we're going to butcher it. It's like when they say uh, Botas. <laughs> oh, we're stopping. Yeah, there we go. We don't want to butcher it. The best one is, you, can you imagine, that, like, imagine listening to Sky Sports' whole bod- broadcast, and it's like, we're stopping with the, with the overtake. We're stopping is chasing Lewis Hamilton. We're stopping. I would, like, I don't want to shoot myself in the face. Yeah, it'd be bad, bro. Yeah, let's hope that ESPN never gets the rights to broadcasting. You know the, it's the coming. Races. No, it's not. Sky Sports will all have the European yeah, rights. Yeah, but I don't want to get the stupid geographic region so we get the ESPN Oh, that's broadcast. why we have F1 TV, bro. <laughs> Make sure you guys get your F1 TV. The best thing ever because there's no commercials. So, yeah, yeah. Get your F1 TV. We'll leave you with that note. Peace. Peace.